I do work the day job. So, yeah. you know, I got X amount of hours in a week that I can allocate towards my dream. You know, I treat my, my side business like it's my full-time business. It's a full-time ground in my mind. So there's really no time to pump the brakes and feel sorry for myself. Hi, my name is Trevor Carlson, and I'm host of The Formula, where we break down and explore the elements of health, wealth, and happiness with guests from all over the world. And today, I have a good friend of mine here to discuss imposter syndrome. Uh, what's going on? My name is Scotty Russell, and I create under the name Perspective Collective, where I do lettering, illustrations, public speaking, and I am the host of the weekly podcast, Perspective Podcast. Let's get into this. Let's do it. All right. This episode of the Formula Podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a daily green supplement that comes in the mail. It's a subscription-based product where one scoop is your daily Athletic Greens. Now, if you know me, I've, I've been drinking green shakes almost every day for the last couple years and uh, recently just got now, started on Athletic back Greens. To the show. It's pretty awesome because all you do is you take the, uh, the scoop and you put it in your your blender bottle or your shaker, and you have your daily advised greens, right, in, in one bottle of water. So I highly recommend uh, checking out Athletic Greens. If you check out the show notes or head over to our website, The Formula Podcast, you can check out our sponsored products there. Now, our second product for the day that this episode is brought to you by is a product called Lady Boss. And Lady Boss is a women's supplement company that uh, they have all kinds of products right and now i'm sure you're probably thinking trevor you've probably like you've never taken lady boss it's a women's supplement company you're right i haven't but i know a few people who have i'm working on getting them on the show to uh to share their experience taking this product so they can they can give you their opinion and their experience taking lady boss now if you'd like to to check out lady boss or or look at any of their products that they have, you can check out our show notes or head over to theformulapodcast.com and check out our sponsored products there. Now, back to the show. Scotty, thanks for being a guest on the show this week. And now we're here today to talk about imposter syndrome. What does imposter syndrome mean to you? All right, so for me, imposter syndrome is what I deal with all the time, and I'm learning that's just all a part of the daily grind, part of the process and the growth. So for me, imposter syndrome is when you don't feel qualified with what you're putting into the world, whether that's content or some type of video, entertainment, whatever it is you're trying to put in the world, but you don't feel like you're worthy enough, especially when you're wrapped up in comparison and seeing what other people are doing. Yeah. Is that kind of the feeling that you get when you're like, I could go work on editing my podcast, writing my blog, um, working on that piece of art? And you're like, ah, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, like, watch Netflix or something like that. Or you're like, ah, it's, you know, not quite feeling it. Yeah, I, I feel it the most when I am creating work, especially if, like, I'm doing client work at the time and 
you get lost mindlessly scrolling in your feeds and you just see other people just crushing it for massive corporations or you know people with the big bucks and I'm just over here maybe it's just a mom and pop or something local you know and, and some bigger names but then other times it's definitely with the podcast so when I see other massive people with massive names on the show getting thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads per episode and you know that's when I kind of just feel like I'm in someone else's shadow mm-hmm. yeah so what do you what are the causes of imposter syndrome maybe you can give me some examples of what you've seen because on your show you talk a lot about it right yeah i'm pretty open i i am a fan of having conversations that most people don't want to have the hard topics and this is definitely one of them this and the comparison trap for sure so you know what causes it yeah uh i think overthinking you know especially as an artist you're always your own worst art critic and that is me ever since you know I was young I didn't even share that I I drew until I was like 20 as a junior in college you know I kept it to myself I was a closet artist you know because you know I grew up getting bullied and picked on like you said you did too so I didn't want to give more ammunition to someone to try and tear me down so I kept to myself just had a sketchbook with me all the time and so you know I kind of always grew up thinking that I wasn't good and now it just kind of lives in the back of me and a little fourth grader got bullied still wants to tear me down but you know, it, it's about doing things when they're not convenient. So if I want to chill and go watch some Netflix and kick it with my cats and my wife, I, I realize, can I swear on this? Yeah, you can swear. I realize shit's got to get done. So, uh, you know, and I, I do work the day job. So, yeah. you know, I got X amount of hours in a week that I can allocate towards my dream. You know, I treat my, my side business like it's my full-time business. It's a full-time ground in my mind. So there's really no time to pump the brakes and feel sorry for myself. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is because of some previous life experience or maybe some maybe comparison, comparing, hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, comparing to other people mm-hmm. that, you know, they could be years along farther than you, right? Like comparing to other people's highlight reel yeah. maybe causes you to get some of that imposter syndrome where if they're, you know, I, I definitely get it too, where you look at someone else, you're like, damn, they got how many downloads? Yep. I'm like, Man, or you like you how like how many followers? Yeah, they have. yeah. And you and you listen to some of the stuff they're talking about or what they're accomplishing, and you're like, man, I haven't done anything like that. Yeah, true, true, true. That that's definitely it. So, I mean, for me, it's definitely feeling like you're in the shadow of what someone else is doing, and maybe they're already doing it better. Um, comparison trap is definitely something I I, I want to talk even more about because why we get so wrapped up in what we strive to be what someone else is doing we lose sight of the people who would give anything to have what we've had we we lose sight of what we've accomplished in life and you know i'm big on you know hoarding your victories because you lose sight and you know kind of beat yourself up and one little mishap or one little setback you know can bring you down so like it's important to celebrate all those small wins big or small and for me that looking back and seeing that you're making progress you know that that's huge in order to combat it especially the imposter syndrome and i feel like if you're feeling like an imposter you're on the right track yeah so that's like that's part of it that's fuel so that's almost like uh i always i always use the word like compass like if you know you're going the right way internal compass yeah yeah so if if some if you're feeling like an imposter you're feeling like you know maybe you don't belong or not quite good enough that's kind of telling you that you're on the right track or you're doing something that you're supposed to be oh definitely yeah. So we're talking a lot about the comparison trap. Tell me what the comparison trap is. Uh, it's when you 
get so wrapped up and paralyzed by what everyone else is doing that you lose sight of what you're doing. You know, the things that you're capable of, you, you, you focus too much on things you can't control, like the outside world, instead of focusing what's in your circle of influence, like the, the seven uh, affected, uh, habits of highly affected people, seven habits, yeah. So, you know, focusing on what you can control, what's in your circle of influence, and in the comparison trap was when you focus on those things outside of it. And that's so easy to do because people live such a curated life. We, we are such a, a digital world in a, a social media age, an era where... You know, people only post their highlights. And so when you only see the highlights, you start thinking that your life is shit because, you know, you don't have as awesome of things to post. Like I see people traveling to these massive conferences and giving massively paid keynotes or they get to do mural installations at big events or they were crushing the biggest clients. And me, I'm just like, I'm just this little dude from Iowa, just small fish in a pond trying to make a name for myself. And that's where you can get paralyzed and to the point where you are scared to try in the first place or you don't want to stick it out and persevere because what's the point? You know, you'll never get to their level. So to me, that's that's the trap. Yeah. I feel like that's one of those things where the more time that you spend on Instagram or social media following this stuff, especially if you're like, if you're in the grind, right? And yeah. you, especially when you're on I've listened to your show a bunch of times. What do you call it when things go downhill? The funk? Yeah, when you're in the funk and yeah. you look at that stuff, I'm sure that makes the that comparison trap much oh, for easier sure. to fall in. Yeah, when you're just... To me, Instagram, social media, Dribbble, Behance, uh, all these platforms, they're tools. And you use these tools to your advantage. Um, they can be sources of inspiration, but when you spend too much time consuming instead of producing... You know, 1% out there in the world, I feel, is like the producers. You know, we're the creators of the world, why everybody else is a consumer. And when you start spending more time consuming than producing, I think you're setting yourself up to easily slip into those funks. Yeah. You know, so you have to monitor, are you are you on your phone right now for using it as a tool to your advantage? Or, you know, are you letting yourself consumed and be influenced by what everyone else is doing? And so that there's a fine line of what is too much, you know? So be intentional. Yeah. Pretty much about everything you do, wake up and just be intentional, especially if you have a day job. Yeah. You know, you have to be intentional because you only have X amount of time in a week to do your thing, so. Yeah, the more finite your resources, especially time, yeah. the more intentional you have to be with Exactly. It. Yeah, so let's assume that you're in the funk and, you know, you're dealing with some imposter syndrome or you're in the comparison trap. How do you work through it? How do I work through it? Okay, so I live by a motto. We've talked about this before. And, you know, I'm a pizza junkie. And it's been a huge influence in my life ever since Ninja Turtles and uh, uh, Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin. What you was know. your favorite Ninja Turtle? Uh, Michelangelo. Oh, okay. Come on, man. Okay. I mean, I was going to say, if you said anything else, you had bad taste. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone, lovely cheese pizza just for me. But so I live by this motto because I grew up, like, people-pleasing is uh, – you can't make everyone happy. You are not pizza. And I think that's when you fall victim to comparison trap. That's when you uh, fall victim to imposter syndrome is when you're trying to please everyone. You want everyone to love you, love your work, love your product, your services, whatever it is that you put into this world. And so that is a daily reminder to myself. It's fun. It's easy. Uh, it, it speaks to me. I think we all need kind of those mottos in life. And that's what 
you know, really resonates with me, lights a fire under my ass, like, okay, get your shit together. You're, you're spending time too much feeling sorry for yourself or worrying about what everyone else is doing. Like, go out there, you know, put your own spin on things. Stop, stop trying to, you know, think how can you make your work look more like this person's when you can just be you. And the more you put yourself into your work, the more I think you begin to stand out and rise above the noise. So that's how I would combat, combat it. Is that that's the that's the daily reminder, the motto. Yeah. You know, I think we need that. We need something that can, you know, snap us back into yeah. the moment. So if I asked you for three like tactical steps, what would they be? To get out of the funk. Mm-hmm. One, get off your damn phone. Go do something that makes you feel good about yourself. Like for me, it's the gym. That's my sanctuary because I grew up a little chunker, <laughs> a little chunky kid, and got made fun of and picked on and bullied. So go. Break away, unplug, go get lost in something you like to do, hiking, play sports, shit, go knit and croquet if that lets you get in your zone, whatever. And three, remind yourself why you enjoyed doing it in the first place. And usually that's like when you were a kid. You just drew for no reason. You weren't, you didn't, I mean, we didn't have social media growing yeah. up. So I was only creating work that my parents would like and hope it would get on the fridge, and it always did, you know, so... You know, I, I just enjoyed it. I'd get lost in my room for hours, just drawing aliens, grim reapers, and dragons, and drawing, you know, that funky little S. Yeah. Yeah, man, I was really good at yeah. that, that fancy S. But remind yourself of why you got into it in the first place. Get off your phone and go find another outlet. I think those would be the three off the top of my head. Yeah, I think those are three. I mean, personally, I, I can... It applies to every industry, not yeah. just the creative business world that I operate in. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can... I can second all of those because it's um, it's very easy to like, you know, shit's going south. You pull out your phone, pull out Instagram, you start scrolling through, and you're like, oh man, this person's just this person just did this monstrous mule. I'm like, yeah, mural. Yeah, mule, <laughs> mural. I mean, they could do a mule mural. <laughs> they could a Moscow mule. They, oh wow. Yeah, <laughs> they could. Yeah, we could turn this into something. Yeah, we could. Maybe a rap. Right. I don't no. know. <laughs> I, I gotta ask you then. How do you get out of your funk? Mm. It's two scenarios. One is if I wake up in a funk, and two is if like I'm in a funk during the day. So if I wake up in a funk, it's ice cold shower. Like I, I usually get in. I like hot. I like hot showers in the morning. So I usually turn what, it up way up. The normal human thing. Yeah. So you get in the shower, steam's rolling off of you, right? And then before you get out, you're just like you know those mornings when you're just like you're just in like a bad spot. You're just like stressed. You got all kinds of stuff on your mind. You just take that dial and you just start breathing and crank it all the way to cold and you just stay in as long as you can. And that that makes you have a better day. Uh, Because if you can survive that, you can handle pretty much any of the other shit that comes your way. Okay, okay. Okay, Um, That's a new one. Haven't heard that. Like it knocks you out of your head completely. So if it's pouring rain out and it's freezing... Yeah. Is that basically like you take a walk and in a cold shower so you kill two birds with one stone? Uh, I've never tried that. All right. That's a really good idea. All right. I'm yeah. going to, well, it's been rainy and, well, it's been rainy and hot out, so that doesn't quite work, but maybe you get cold in the rain. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, cold showers in the morning and then uh, going for a walk, no phone, no company. Or if it is company, it's just someone that's just going to listen. I don't want, I typically don't want someone to be like, 
giving me advice on what to do or criticize, especially I don't want anybody criticizing me more at that point. It's just going to like make it worse. So either someone to listen or just go on a walk and then I write it out. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. I just. See, I guess I I would similarly do the same if there's something that's like bugging me, eating me that I know other people could find value in, then it turns into a blog post and a a podcast episode. So yeah, yeah, it's like diary journaling. Yep but repurposing the content. Yeah, I do a really weird thing. So uh, I don't think I've ever told anyone this before. <laughs> so I, uh, when I journal and I'm having like a, like something is stressing me out or it's like a problem I can't solve or I'm just not feeling 100, um, I'll almost, I'll have like an internal conversation, I'll have like a conversation with myself on a piece of paper. So I'll put, I'll write a question and then I'll write my answer, and then I'll write a follow-up question. I just keep going back and forth until I just ask myself the right questions to get to the answer that I feel like is is the right way to, to approach this situation. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know how I ever came up with that, but it was I found it to be really helpful. Because you are, the thing is, is like, I feel like everyone already knows the right answer or like knows what to do next. They just have some imposter syndrome or fear or something an obstacle that's keeping them from doing it but when you phrase it as a question to to answer especially on paper mm. it makes it harder to hide behind anything else uh, that's interesting yeah. yeah and also getting like getting like a nice workout in too yeah that'll like that helps that, everything yeah yeah I would agree with you 100% on that yep all right, so let's say that someone's listening to this episode, either in your audience or mine, and you know they're going through the funk, they're, in, they're having problems with imposter syndrome, they're stuck in the comparison trap, and they start trying to work through some of the solutions we discussed, but it can be really frustrating. Even if like you go to the gym, sometimes you still don't feel the best afterwards. Yeah. So what advice do you have to someone who's like starting to climb their way out of that? All right, yeah, I, I have plenty of advice, but one thing specifically. So this isn't things you can just, like, snap out immediately. Maybe once in a while you can. Maybe the shower will knock you out of it. Maybe the gym will, like, yeah. get those endorphins flowing and get you back on ready on track. But other times it can be seasons or phases. And, you know, I've dealt with that where you just feel like shit for, you know, I've gone periods of, like, a month or two, you know, just in a funk where... You know, I don't feel like I'm getting the attention or the eyes on my work that I deserve. I'm busting my ass and, you know, no one sees it. Um, Or it's just not as good as I think it could be compared to someone else. But it may sound cheesy, but, you know, I was one who, like, literally would build everything up inside of me and it would tear me down and make things worse and make it impossible to climb out of a dark spot. Um, So for me, it's talking it out, whether it's, like, talking it out on paper. But for me, I have to, like, seek out. I'm big about surrounding myself with like-minded people who I trust, who can listen. And for me, that's been big is being able to talk it out in, you know, in close with with close people who I know won't judge, you know, safe, safe zones. So, and letting people know, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is how I'm attempting to respond. If they have something to say, they don't. Otherwise, you know, I open back up on like a podcast or a blog post and I just put it out there. So for me, it's about getting it out there and transparent, not being worried about what someone's going to think about it because people are going to judge. That's their fault. You know, you can't be pizza. 
everyone's not gonna like you or accept you, and that sucks to hear, but it's just the facts at the end of the day. So, you know, I, I make sure to get things out after spending the first 20 something years of my life not doing it. Yeah. So that's been big for me. Yeah. Fence sessions. Yeah. Get some brewskis. Get some brewskis and yep. get it out. Yeah. That reminds me of a, uh, I ended up, well, to date, it's like the most popular blog post I wrote, and it was probably one of the hardest ones. And that was like, I just turned 30. And I was like, man, I feel like I should have something really smart to say because I just turned 30. And I tried for like a month to write something, and I hated everything I wrote. I'm like, this just sounds like preachy BS, mm-hmm. you know? So I was, I, uh, I was just like, all right, who, who would need this advice the most? And I was like, well, and who do I know the best? I'm like, well, my 18-year-old self was a yeah. complete train wreck, <laughs> right? Um, uh, that's probably a little a bit of an exaggeration, but, you know. Uh, I could I could have used the advice then, so I wrote it to that person using very specific examples of things that happened, or like I I think I wrote thirty pieces of advice for my eighteen year old self, and you know I had over like a hundred people shoot me DMs saying like, oh my god, like this just really hit home, yeah. and I was like, I didn't even think it was good, <laughs> like I just wrote it to that person and I put it out there because it was something that I was like struggling with. When I was 18, when I was 30, I had just some different perspectives on it. Um, so I think that makes a lot of sense to share that message Definitely. when you do struggle with it. I think everything I'm creating is literally to the person who was lost five years ago. That's like literally who I'm creating for with the intention of who I'm trying to be in 10 years. You know, do something that my future self can be like, damn, dude, good shit, man. Yeah. Thank you for setting me up for this. So that's how I approach it. Yeah. So imposter syndrome. Comparison trap, it's all part of the growth, man. Yeah. It's the grind, the climb. Absolutely. And it's like you say, every every setback is an opportunity yeah. for a comeback. Yep. Well, Scotty, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to sit down and chat with me. If anybody wants to check out uh, any of your stuff or if you have any final words, um, go yeah. ahead. It's all you. All right. You can find me online at perspective-collective.com. You can find the podcast at perspectivepodcast.com and Instagram, everything's going to be set up from there. So connect with me, follow my art, and get a fire lit under your ass every Wednesday at 5 a.m. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks, Scott. All right, homie. Peace. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is a wrap for this show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Trevor Carlson, and I appreciate you taking the time to stop by. And whether it's viewing our episodes or listening to our podcasts or reading our blog posts, all of you guys really, really help uh, help keep this show going. So I'm, I much appreciate uh, appreciate your time and attention. And hopefully we've provided a little bit of value for you. Now, if you're interested and you think you might enjoy getting some blog posts, emails, other podcasts, uh, guides, any of that sort of thing sent to your inbox every week, go ahead and head over to theformulapodcast.com and sign up for our email list today. That's a wrap for this week's show. Thanks again, everyone, for stopping by, and I look forward to you tuning in next time.